0: Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today I want to spend a little bit of time talking about being zealous for a false gospel. And this is really what we're seeing in our world right now with all of the things coming down. All these people that are trying to ban this or or ban that or censor this or censor that are doing it because they think that good works can lead to salvation of the planet. It's this aberration that says we can fix our problem. It's modernism taking it to the extreme. If you do not remember all of the, the source, even the root of postmodern thought, we had pre modernism where people said, hey, yeah, there's deities up there. Let's just find and worship those deities. The question is, which deities were right? In the Old Testament period, you had what was generally referred to as hematheism. And hematheism was a principle that, that meant that there was a, um, uh, each god was presiding over the region. And as the region's ward, the gods in the heavens ward and whichever god was victorious then then their people were victorious. That was an idea of hematheism. This is really why why the the king and and um uh, who is at Daniel or um, Nehemiah's time, excuse me, sent him back because he's trying to gain favor with all the different gods. You, you see references in the letters there saying the god of the Jews, uh, the god of Jerusalem. This because they believe this hematheism. Now Fast forward, we got to this point where... We moved beyond pre-modernism into the modernism thought. And the modernism thought basically elevated man above other things. And then in elevating man, we stopped and said, we can solve our problems. And so we started doing the Industrial Revolution. And then, you know, we had major advantages in machinery and in medicine and just all of these other different things. And what ended up happening is we as people grew arrogant to believe that we ourselves could reach salvation. But the problem is we can't. You know, improved means gives us improved ways to reach our deteriorating ends. And that is an important principle to keep in mind. So, all that being said, we've moved beyond modernism into postmodernism where there is no reality, but we're making a slight reversion now where people are saying we can find utopia in the world and it's caused by pure equality and these people are rabid they are zealous for the false gospel of pure equality and pure utopia we got to cut everybody down to one common field and in so doing then we can get to the point where everybody is all perfectly equal and in a perfectly equal society pure utopia will just happen it never does. It doesn't work that way. It's the nature of the human. What did he say in Terminator, right? In Terminator 2, it's it's in your nature to destroy yourselves. You know, and so we have this idea that we can reach salvation because if everyone thought as perfect as I am. Then all utopia would break out in the whole universe and it 's not that way in fact, the people who think that they are it 's all about them they have it right they have it perfect they 're more often than not the most screwed up bunch of them all. What is a Christian? we admit our sin we know that the things in our nature drives us to to things that are detestable before God we know that we are. We are lost. We have no choice. We are dead in our sins and our transgressions. And Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man, came to the earth, died on the cross, rose again on the third day, and ascended with the promise, I'm coming back for you. Behold, I go to my Father to prepare a place for you, is what he says in John 14. And this is really the the principle. But what happens is our modern world, we have all these evangelists on a crazy crusade and they are overly zealous for a false gospel. We find this in the church oftentimes. You know, in the church, we find people very zealous to preach this overabundance of grace, as if grace is the thing to strive to. No, Paul says in Romans 6, may we never be. He says, uh, I think it's the uh, the beginning of of, uh, Romans 6. He says, may we sin all the more that grace may abound, all the more may it never be, he says. Our objective is not to get to grace. Grace is a safety net. It's the rope that holds us up when we, when we slip on the cliff to make sure we don't fall down and shatter upon the rocks below us. Grace is not the thing we're striving for. Grace is the thing that we have as we strive higher and higher to reach the attainment of the things God wants us to reach. We're, we need to cast off the idea of hyper-grace. We need to cast off the idea of doing works. This is what cults excel at. They excel at these works. You will not find a more moral person than a Mormon. The problem is, they're just telling you about the wrong Jesus. The Jesus they're telling you about is a Jesus of works. It's not not a, a God who came down, died on a cross for our sins. I mean, in the Mormon faith, Jesus is born and conceived, He has a finite beginning. If He has a finite beginning, He is not eternal. The real God is eternal. The real Christ is eternal. He wasn't born, he was begot. There's a difference. Always was, eternally with the Trinity. If you go back and look at the Hebrew text, we will make man in our image. That is plural, an indication of the Trinity. Nobody really even understood it back then. But there it was, the plural. We shall make man in our image. God the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, holding a a triune together, but we find people, we as Christians have become soft, we are not as zealous for our gospel as other people are one uh, one good evangelist at one point in time he said that that the average cult member can put the average christian in a pretzel in about 3.2 seconds those people know their holy books here us protestants we we barely if we read the thing once in a year it's like oh you're a holy christian no we need to be striving for a little bit more than that we don't understand our books we think that going to church on a sunday and listening to a sermon that has one bible verse or two bible verses makes us a sound believer and we don't even touch our bibles the rest of the week that's your typical protestant christian and i got news for you they're the tares among wheat. They're not making it. The people that are making it are those who are zealous for the real gospel. This is why he has in the parable of the sower, he talks about the seed that falls on the fertile soil. This is the saved seed. And he says they grow, they produce fruit. 10 a hundred times full fruit. That is what is critically important. But we are in a battle right now for a false gospel. And as these people come in and start doing, doing all these, these different things, I mean, I mean, they're right now burning books. They're getting books banned off of Amazon. And if you ever publish books like I do, you know that the majority of your sales are going to come from Amazon. Sure, I can put my books in every other bookstore under the sun. I still sell 10 times more books on Amazon than I sell in any other platform. So if Amazon thus declares your book to be bad, your book is bad. Your book is burned. It's a hard marketing task to get someone to shop somewhere else for it. Sure, you get it directly from the author. You get it from Barnes & Noble and, you know, a hundred other obscure little bookstores online. But everyone's got the Amazon account. Everyone's already there. Everyone just can just push one click button, purchase. One click, buy, done. Easy. But if Amazon burns your book, you're not there. But the people who are zealous for the false gospel are evangelizing Amazon to stop selling books by us with the true gospel. We have to be ready for that. We have to be ready for the censorship that's going to take us offline, that's going to make our gospel message not only un, uh, not only untastable, distasteful to society, but actually illegal. That was one of the things I heard was, uh, I didn't realize this, I just heard about this in the um, couple years ago when the Supreme Court ruled that... Homosexual marriage is constitutional, and for the right, I don't really, if you're not a Christian, I don't really care what you do, okay, but part of that judgment ruling said that the, the uh, religious people who say that it's wrong are misguided. It's something to that general effect. I don't have the exact quote but that's a disturbing thing when that starts to find itself in their law. And then somebody sees this and goes, Oh, look at this guy. He's he says that that you can't possibly be a Christian and a homosexual at the same time. You know, I, I don't care what the general society wants to be, the heathen's gonna be a heathen. My task is to share the true gospel. And if God transforms your heart to accept that gospel. Congratulations, you're going to be saved. Now I'm going to let God use his word to convince you of the sin in your life. It's not me to go around and tell everybody to conform their lives to my character or even necessarily conform your life to God's character. You let the Holy Spirit do that. But I got news for you. Every person who is true in Christ will become sanctified. A person who who is not become sanctified is not saved. That is something that we have to keep in mind. So with that, we want to be zealous for the true gospel, and we want to be more zealous for the true gospel than the opposing party is zealous for the false gospel. Resist the cultists. Resist the social justice warriors. Resist this radical left that is seeking to ban everything from our society that they take a slight offense to. It because what if I come up and say I'm I'm offended by people with purple hair? <gasps> well, you just have racist problems but it's cognitive dissonance in such a way that I don't even understand that kind of stupid, okay? But the point is, we have to be more zealous for the true gospel and share that gospel in the utmost of love and morality. Not that morality saves us, but that that's what we're called to be, to love one another because Christ has loved us. And so these are are some difficult things that we think about. These are some some parts of life that are not always black and white. There are some difficulties in some of this. So with that, I'll go ahead and leave it here. I could go rambling on for a while longer, but uh, we've crossed the 10-minute mark. That's good enough for me. Just think about these things. Be zealous for the true gospel and resist the people who are zealous for a false gospel. We are not going to find utopia in our world outside of Jesus Christ. I will ask you today, have you placed your trust in Jesus Christ? Thanks for watching, and we will see you in the next video, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out our forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website once again the website is ourwalkinchrist.com